parapods. 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 Hello, and welcome to the first edition of Parapods, City of Parramatta Library's very first podcast. I'm Catherine, and my co-host is Nissa. Greetings. Greetings, thank you. So today, we're looking at, obviously, books, reading, we're a library, so we've got lots of resources and we want to tell you about them. But our theme today is relationships between fathers and daughters, and particularly maybe strained or difficult relationships. And the recent book um, that we're looking, that we're going to discuss, I actually read Small Fry by um, Lisa Brennan Jobs. And was very struck by what an interesting book it was. And I mentioned it to Nissa, my friend Nissa, mm-hmm. and she read Educated by Tara Westover. And we also thought we'd look at Jeanette Wall's The Glass Castle. Castle. Yeah. And so they're the three books that we're going to be discussing today. So stay tuned and we'll begin. So Nissa. The first book that we were going to look at, and it's been published for a little while, is mm. Educated by Tara Westover. I read a review last year and uh, I thought, I've got to get hold of this book. Um, I read it and I absolutely could not put it down. It was kind of blew me away because it did discuss that very fraught relationship. But even more importantly, it discussed resilience and, um, you know, the spirit of a young woman who overcomes such a lot. Um, you know, what were your thoughts about this particular book? Well, I mean, it's interesting. I, to be honest, I got into Tara Westover's book because, well, you recommended to me because you had read it and you really liked it. Mm. And then I later found out it was one of the um, the books on President Obama's must-read books. I, there was some sort of list out there that he said he was going to read it over the holidays uh, last year, I think a year ago. Um, look, I, I really, really loved the book. It was, it was such an interesting... Um, it was it was an in, a window into a very different life, something that I wasn't familiar with at all. Um, so the story obviously goes that Tara Westover um, is from Utah in the United States, and she belonged to a Mormon family. Uh, she's from a Mormon fundamentalist family who, on top of that layer, um, were actually um, a family of survivalists. So they, um, you know, they lived in a quite a remote place, I think, up in the mountains somewhere. Um, they were quite a large family, lots of siblings. They would, um, they would can peaches um, and stockpile all these things, you know, for the day when you know the police would come or the world would be over and so forth. So it was a very sort of doomsday mm. um, atmosphere at home, uh, and it was the dad who was sort of the leader in all this. Um, and she grew up amongst all of that as a very bright child. And uh, they stockpiled ammunition. Stockpile ammunition, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Because the father saw a sort of Armageddon sort of um, scenario, he was convinced that you know they would need to use that yeah. ammo, yeah, and it could happen any time. And it, it was he was one of those people that uh, um, have that great paranoia about 
uh, the federal government in the United States and how they were going to take away the children. And um, he had this thing about schooling as well, how going to school uh, would be, you know, the end of the family. So his kids weren't sent to school at all. And mostly what happens in places like that, you have a certain level of homeschooling. And I gather from the book that that's what the older siblings got, like some level of homeschooling. But by the time she came around and her younger siblings, uh, they'd sort of like it'd fallen by the wayside, those plans. So they actually didn't really receive any schooling at all. Um, but this person uh, lives through, you know, uh, the kind of atmosphere that was at home and she somehow survives, even thrives, is entirely self-educated, uh, gets to go to Brigham Young University, having never gone to school at all or even had any proper homeschooling. Um, from then on, she goes to Cambridge uh, and then I think on a fellowship to Harvard and just makes this great life for herself. And it's, it's amazing how she was educated like she how she educates herself I mean I know it sounds quite simple you know just reading books and whatnot but they had such um the family uh, the, the atmosphere it was it had such a suspicious view of outsiders in the outside world I mean she didn't even know what the holocaust was until she went to university and mm. it came up and she you know made some sort of joke I suppose and everyone looked at her in such a weird way thinking that she was making some joke about the holocaust but it turns out she was completely innocent she had mm. no idea what that was um, so yeah, look, it was. I found it was a it was a really good book. I mean, there there are lots of issues there. Uh, you know, violence within the family, her dad, her brothers, uh, the cruelty that existed. I mean, her brother dunking her head in the toilet as a punishment. This happened even when she was in her like twenties as well, which is quite horrific, I think, to read. You know, on one hand, she was at Cambridge, going home for the holidays, and then suffering physical abuse from her brother, her mother in denial. Um, so it was, yeah, it was it was a very strange world to be exposed to and the contrast between, you know, this, this refined world of Cambridge and then going back to the holidays to her home where, you know, um, just all this paranoia and fear of outsiders existed. So Correct, yeah. but I found it quite um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the and then really the climax is that the, end, uh, the father has a horrific accident where he burns himself, mm. almost dies. Mm. And this alters a lot of the dynamic in the family. Mm. And yet he still emerges, you know, as such a, a dominant figure in uh, mm. Tara's life. Mm. Um, that and, and, and also they basically reject her and she's mm. estranged from the family yeah. eventually. And, and there's no redemption. It's one of those stories where there's no redemption in the end, where there's this yeah. grand thing where the dad suddenly changes. Yeah, I really love hard. this line from um, close yeah. to the end of the book. Um, I'm not the child my father raised, but he is the father who raised me. And yeah, I, I think that could, you know, sort of covers that. it really well. She changes, she goes through a metamorphosis, mm. but her dad is essentially the same, and so are at least half of her family. Mm. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, that was um, that was educated by Tara Westover, but I think it ties in quite well with the next book, um, Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs, which I believe yeah. came out. It came out this year, didn't it? It did. It's only yeah. just been published, so yeah. we've got lots of copies here at Parramatta yeah. Library, and um, so it's hot off the press. And um, I read a review recently, and I thought, yeah, look, because I'd seen the film by uh, Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting film because it actually featured um, Lisa Brennan 
um, jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a little bit different from some of the other biographies. Mm -hmm. So to me it was really sort of interesting to hear actually what she had to say about her father. And um, you know, a lot of the reviews have really been glowing because, um, you know, um, I think you mentioned earlier, Nissa, that she is a writer, as is Tara Westover. Mm. You know, they their lives have revolved around these really fraught relationships with their families, but they are born writers, mm. and what they what they how they express their lives comes a lot. You know, absolutely comes alive. Because she wrote for the Crimson, right, when she was in Harvard, I think. So she was always like a gifted writer, mm. and that complemented well, I think, the dad's you know sense of aesthetics. And her mother was an artist as well. Something that she sort of has in common with some of the other people. With discussed over here yeah well I mean I mean clearly look Steve Jobs was a genius you know he was a he was a charismatic person mm. and uh, you know one of the, the wealthiest men in the world mm. and uh, she was her, he denied paternity for mm. his child for a long time but then a little bit later on um, in her life when she was about nine he um, kind of made an attempt to um, he made contact with mm. the family because you know they basically lived about a suburb apart <laughs> but whereas Steve Jobs lived in a mansion um, Lisa and her mum lived in some rundown little cottage yeah. you know and um, you know money was hard to come by Steve Jobs wasn't a generous person mm. and it's a really interesting kind of part of his personality you know this like amazingly talented man but when you read um, you know Lisa's portrayal of Steve Jobs it, it is affectionate it's, it's kind of even loving mm. and and that's that is really interesting mm. in a similar way that I think Tara Westover mm. loved her father mm. and I think that that's something really at the heart of mm. father-daughter relationships yeah. um, you know it's something that is um well, it's not black and white I suppose that's a thing isn't it because I know Tara's dad I, I mean from some of the descriptions of her dad and her brother you'd think well these guys are they're kind of like monsters but they oh. I mean he had a lot of love there as well when she thought she was going to flunk out of university and she called her dad who wasn't supportive of her going to university he actually said you know you'll be okay honey and that's that's something that was unexpected you know having read all the other stuff that he did in the book so there was still obviously that love there even though he quite clearly disapproved of her choices um, but I found it interesting how there's that theme of like poverty throughout all of the three books where they all go through extreme well not extreme poverty but like a certain amount of poverty compared to the uh, to the others that you know exist around them and, oh. and how they have to suffer because of that and I think that sort of takes us through to the third book um, Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls now I haven't yeah. read the book unfortunately <laughs> so even with small fry I'm only like a quarter uh, way through I have to admit although I have um seen quite a bit uh, about you know like some interviews with Lisa um, so Glass Castle I haven't read it at all um, but I have watched the movie which was based on uh, the book so I gather the book came out 2005 I think the um, book's a little bit older yeah. but it's been a real sleeper it's uh, it's um, garnered a real cult following mm. as a matter of fact it's often um, in book club lists. It's one of you know. It's one of the most sort of admired uh, memoirs, mm. and, uh, and and I think 
um, for good reason. It's mm. absolutely riveting story, isn't it? Yeah. So I think the movie came out with Brie Larson and uh, Woody Harrelson playing the dad. Um, Naomi uh, Watts playing the mum. The Naomi Watts playing the mum. Yeah, yeah, that was like uh, I think a year or two ago, and I know it didn't do um, very well uh, in the box office, uh, but. Obviously, it, it, you know, the story is quite a powerful one. Again, the same thing where you've got an unconventional father, mm. anti-authoritarian, highly intelligent, um, mm, but somehow wasn't able to translate all these grand ideas into a reality, um, one that would, mm. you know, ensure that his kids were well provided for. And I think it sort of uh, brings together the, the theme of neglect that goes through all of these three things, really. I mean, with Tara Westover, there's a great deal of neglect, how mm. working in the junkyard, you know, she injured herself so many times and her, her oh. father seemed to actually not care because he only wanted to make money and basically using her as like child labor in a very dangerous situation uh -huh. um, and then of course you've got with uh, Lisa I mean obviously her mum loved her dearly but you know she would sometimes um, you know have these emotional outbursts with Lisa uh, in the car when she was a child on her own which would have had obviously a psychological impact I'm sure uh -huh. um, and then you've got obviously with you know Jeanette Walls where there's a scene in the movie I was watching where you know she um, she sets fire to herself accidentally as a very small child That's because the, the opening scene yeah, yeah the it's opening horrific, scene isn't it because her mum was so busy painting she didn't want to cook dinner so there's this little you know three-year-old child yeah getting onto yeah. a chair um, boiling some um, frankfurts I think or sausages um, and then she sets herself on fire which is yes. you know so there's that theme of neglect um, you know by parents that were loving in so many ways but also incredibly Neglectful. neglectful neglectful really which is um yeah because they were all very self-absorbed mm. and i think um that was um yeah that was one of the main that's something they had in common yeah but i mean um yeah the glass castle you know it, it is a great read mm. it's um it describes you know in detail you know some of the terrible things i think mainly her relationship with her father is the dominant one because there there is stuff in there about her relationship with her mum mm. but it's her father that she really or you know um seeks i think his approval and you know and in a way she admires him so they're all kind of got that element of sadness where mm. it's kind of like an unrequited love mm. that um, you know they all kind of love their dad in a way mm. and it and it doesn't work out mm. and yet you know there's something kind of very uh, resonant about you know how they've described all three mm. of their relationships mm. and and there are many other books that also describe very similar um themes as we were saying you know um, magda zabanski's the reckoning you know, book that is a memoir, but you know, yeah. it does focus on her father. I was thinking, uh, Melina Marquetta's um, Looking for Ella Brandy, you know, sort of, of an course, absent yeah. father. So, you know, there are many books that we that we have in um, English literature that echo these themes. Mm. So, um, and of course, we do have many of them in our collection. Do, but yeah. so, Nissa, what would you, how would you kind of sum up? All the books yeah look I I don't know if I have a favorite um, out of all three to be honest because I've read like education is the only one that I've fully read and I really enjoyed that yeah. um, small fry like I said I'm only a quarter way through it I'm read really it, looking forward it. I definitely will I mean okay. some of the writing is just beautiful I love how there's this line she talks um, when she's talking about her mother um, uh, 
you know, uh, going up a hill trying to get some prickly pears to eat and then, you know, just being incredibly sad after that for whatever reason, I think, you know, just because of life and whatnot. And she writes... She was we, very disappointed yeah. because she, you know, I, I guess because she saw that her former partner had now become this sort of icon and, and her life in comparison was one of... You know, poverty, yeah, really. Exactly, yeah. So she writes, We could not both be happy at once. Her eagerness for more life, for fun, the prickly pear, felt to me like danger. My happiness had been pulled from the reserve of hers, a limited string we had to share. I just thought all oh, so beautiful, just the way she um, she wrote that and she expressed that, um, you know, that sense of melancholy that she always uh, had to witness from her mother. And I just, look, I, I found it really beautiful and... Um, Definitely will be reading the rest of that book, um, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sure it's just as good as that. Excellent. But The Glass Castle, have to get into it. Um, I mean, obviously, you've seen both the movie and you've read the I book, have. so you know how well the you know the, the movie would have been, how faithful the adaptation would have been. I'd like to yeah, experience faithful. that too. But, you know, you need that added dimension of reading the book. I always love to read the book. Yeah, so we've got all three books in the library. We've also mm. got, obviously, the DVD for Glass Castle. Mm. Uh, so I'm sure anyone listening out there would uh, be more than welcome to come in and borrow it and Absolutely. experience what we have. Yeah, that's what we want to encourage people the library definitely yeah so look Nissa and I are going to sign off now mm -hmm. and thank you for being here and if you've enjoyed our very first podcast yeah find us for episode two we'll talk to you then yeah bye bye